Welcome to Fire of Genius, a podcast dedicated to all things intellectual property presented by the Indiana University Maurer School of Law IP Theory Journal. My name is Karen and I am currently a 2L at Maurer, interested in biotech area of IP law. Today I am joined by Sydney Schnur. Um, I'm also a 2L at Maurer. I am also interested in the biotech area of IP law as well as the pharmaceutical area. And my name is Jacob Boch. I'm also a 2L interested in patent law, and my specific interest is in the mechanical arts. On today's episode, we will be discussing last month's ruling that artificial intelligence cannot be a patent inventor, as well as implications if AI could be an inventor. Let's start with the background of the case, Thaler versus Vital. Dr. Stephen Thaler developed an AI system named Dabus, or Device for Autonomous Bootstrapping of Unified Sentience. And on behalf of Dabus, Dr. Thaler filed patent applications across the world for a new type of food container that was invented by Dabus. On the patent application, Dabus was listed as the sole inventor. On April 20th, 2020, the United States Patent and Trademark Office rejected the Dabus patent application. On September 2, 2021, a district court upheld the USPTO's decision. Dr. Thaler appealed to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Circuit. The Federal Circuit held that the Patent Act requires an inventor to be a natural person or a human being. Using basic statutory interpretation skills, the court interpreted inventor based on its plain meaning in the Patent Act. Previous interpretations of the inventor in the Patent Act describe the inventor as neither corporations nor sovereigns. Furthermore, the court stated per 35 U.S.C. section 100F, quote, the term inventor means the individual or, if a joint invention, the individuals collectively who invented or discovered the subject matter of the invention, end quote, basically referring the inventor as an individual. Consequently, under plain meaning of the inventor and the previous interpretations, the Patent Act requires an inventor to be a natural person. Although the Federal Circuit held that AI could not be an inventor, as we all know, things change. The District Court recognized that in the future, AI could be an inventor. The District Court stated, as technology evolves, there may come a time when AI reaches a level of sophistication such that it might satisfy accepted meanings of inventorship. But that time has not yet arrived, and if it does, it will be up to Congress to decide how, if at all, if it wants to expand the scope of patent law. So let's start with the current implications of the recent ruling. Sydney and Jacob, what are your thoughts about the ruling and how it will impact patent law? Well, I guess my first thought is the court seemingly wants to leave it to Congress. So until Congress takes action, it, it won't be, AI will not be an inventor. Right. I, so I am at least looking, uh, looking towards the future. I'm hesitant to think of what would happen if AI would be allowed to be an inventor. Um, just think, I think an interesting analog is with copyright law. And uh, right now, there are a lot of AI art generators online that have gained a lot of traction in the past month. And just think of the implications if an AI can obtain intellectual property rights and an AI can produce art or an invention much, much quicker than a human even now could, um, how long would it be before an AI has a large, large swath of intellectual property rights that would block out uh, human inventors? So I think 
a bit of hesitance and a bit of caution is definitely warranted in just the implications of the future of what this field could hold. So what would happen if AI could be an inventor? Let's start with the basic question. Who would be the owner of the patent? If AI is listed as the inventor, would AI be the creator? Is the AI owner? Would there be a contract or a license agreement with the AI owner versus the person using AI? That's a good question. I personally feel like it would lie within the the inventor. If the AI is the inventor, then I believe that the owner would be like the patent holder. And I say this because under contract for corporations, usually the person, the scientist or the engineer that makes an invention is the inventor, but the company is the owner of the patent. Right. Yeah. Contract law often handles a lot of these issues of inventorship and ownership in in ways that we don't really need to fall back to the basics of intellectual property law. Like Cindy said, with the example of a inventor uh, under a company, uh, I think this who owns in an AI situation would depend on how the invention comes to arise. If it's an AI by itself, just you know, running on its own and coming up with an invention, then I think potentially the owner or the creator of the AI, however that it is sorted out, would own that IP. However, if it is a system where an end user inputs some sort of data or some sort of suggestion to the AI, and then it comes up with an invention based on that uh, input, I feel like there could be some implications uh, with that end user. However, again, I think it likely falls back to contract law. There would probably be an end-user license agreement that dictates anything created by the AI uh, would fall into the intellectual property of the owner of that uh, AI. Yeah, that's a good point. I guess my follow-up question to you, Jacob, is who would decide how much uh, human interaction is enough versus just AI? Yeah, I think that's a bit of an interesting question. Uh, I, a lot of this comes back to also the incentives and the rationale for patent law. Obviously, an AI can't, there's no financial incentive to an AI because they can't own money or property, at least right now. So you would think that some rights would have to necessarily go to that end user, uh, but to what degree and what level, I'm not really sure. And I think It's definitely a question for the courts to look into and then hopefully uh, eventually uh, the legislature to make a decision on this. To add on, I do think there is a big difference between someone putting in the inputs with a specific invention in mind as compared to an AI that's just shooting out inventions on its own. I think there there is a big difference there in my mind. Yeah, one thing that I've been thinking about is, again, like if we have an AI that's just spitting out idea after idea, after invention after invention. Okay, maybe right now we're not going to allow those to be patented, but what happens with those ideas? Do those become um, prior art that could defeat uh, the novelty of a future human-made invention that falls along the same lines? Um, even, yeah, if, there's a lot of implications and questions that arise from AI and the creation of intellectual property, even outside of can they own it to begin with? Yeah, and I think those are all very valid points. Um, To move on to my next question, which I think is a fun question. Uh, So for many patent law doctrines, the viewpoint is from a person having ordinary skill in the art. So if AI was included as inventor, what would the standard be? Uh, Just something that has ordinary skill in the art? 
how do we think the USPTO would evaluate this? Would AI be evaluating an AI patent? I think it comes down to <laughs> how abstract is the idea. If it's if a AI is inventing a normal, somewhat routine mechanical invention, I think it would have to have, uh, go back to the regular standard human person of ordinary skill. However, if the level of, of abstraction gets beyond <laughs> beyond what maybe a human can understand, then that starts to complicate things much further. But then again you have the fallback issue of patent eligibility. If something's too abstract, then it's not going to be eligible regardless of who actually invents it. This is a little bit onto the next question too, but something that kind of just came into my mind was, I, I wonder if a lot of these AIs will be trade secrets where companies use AI for trade secrets as opposed to patents. Yeah, so leading to the next question, if AI can be listed as an inventor, then who would be liable for infringement or as Cindy suggested, would it be just be trade secrets? I think that that's starting to get a, a potential solution for this issue is just other types of, of either intellectual property law or other types of law. There's also the factor of it's hard to follow up on AI as another another party just because there's a large barrier of entry monetarily and technologically to catch up with what other AI are doing. So. You know, this might be a thing where patent law isn't the right solution to the problem, uh, but trade secrets or contract law or something else would be. Do we think there should be, like you suggested, Jacob, like a new IP law just targeted to AI? I know this is for Jacob, but I don't know if there should be. It is kind of hard to fit into copyright. It's hard to fit into patent law. Whenever I think of intellectual property, I think of the the inventor as a human and, and how it, it does take a lot of thinking and research and I don't know sweat of the brow if you per, if you want to say that <laughs> to to make an invention and if you you take away that and just do AI then you're gonna have people potentially have people not being as creative and just wanting to use computers to do everything maybe maybe there are good things for that but I, I can see negatives to that as well yeah, definitely that, again, has influences on the incentive structure of patent law. If an AI can do it and invent something that I can never think of or invent something so quickly before I could even possibly fathom it, what is the what is the incentive for me to try and to get into the creation of new works of art? I think it's an interesting question. The problem with this is AI is happening whether we want it to or not. It's one of those issues of technology where the law is going to have to adapt to it eventually. And I think a proactive instead of reactive solution is probably the best one looking forward. So then for the last question, do we think that this approach to AI as inventors should be addressed on a national level or an international level? As with most of this topic, I think that that is a hard question because other countries are going to do something with AI. So I mean, the U.S. has to, so maybe maybe it should be something where um, internationally um, there is a, a standpoint, but I don't know if if that's possible. I guess. Yeah, I think definitely intellectual property law in this twenty first century has become much more of an international field of yeah. law with WIPO and the Hague Agreement. I think this is probably the best way forward with the increase in globalization and technology that. If we are going to have a solution, it's going to need to require some international agreement and cooperation. How that's going to uh, come into play, um, it's, it's hard to tell. It's all TBD, right? Mm. <laughs>
Well, thank you, Jacob and Sydney, for your insights. Although AI is currently not considered as an inventor, we must think about the strong impact AI leaves today and how the impact will grow as we become more dependent on AI. Before we end today's episode, I want to share the following quote by Klaus Schwab. Quote, we must address individually and collectively moral and ethical issues raised by cutting edge research in artificial intelligence and biotechnology which will enable significant life extension, designer babies, and memory extraction, end quote. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Fire of Genius. You can follow us on Twitter at C-I-P-R-M-A-U-R-E-R-I-P-T-H or reach out to us on our website at iptheory.indiana.edu. Thank you for listening, and we hope you tune in again next week.